from the continent of Europe, home to 44 different countries and enormous opportunities. This is the Financial Independence Europe podcast, the show where you will learn how to optimize your life in all the top financial hacks of this world. This with your hosts, Alvaro Matias. Hey guys, so let's get started with the show. Um, today we've got a brand new episode for you with Travel Hanking and our newest member of uh, the team, Arminta. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about how do we apply travel hacking to our personal lives. Um, I myself, as a young professional in life, 25 years old, Matthias in uh, as his work as a business consultant, um, his experiences in travel hacks and strategies with it and Arminta our newest um, uh, and youngest member of the team 20 years old I believe yeah, 20 years old and um, she's just gonna tell us something about an amazing trip she actually just started to South America for I believe a grand total of three months and all the way she's been organizing this um, for the last period and just how she applies this in general and gets the most fun out of her money life and experience it's wise so, Arminta, I'm going to pass it on to you. And can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and why the heck are you going to South America? Uh, yes. Uh, so, um, thank you, Alvar, for such a welcoming introduction. Yes, I am uh, Arminta, and I am currently um, <clears throat> traveling around South America. So, how did I really get started? Um, basically, I, I've always, uh, always been quite a traveler. and um, I wanted to find a way to travel and make it sustainable at the same time so that, you know, it could become a lifestyle and not just a holiday thing. So um, I started by working online. I had digital marketing um, and also a blog, Financially Mint, had a bit of promotion there. And um, I slowly kept on working on that and uh, working with clients earning a bit of money very little but a bit and as it started building up i thought okay i can maybe um jump off and do this as an experiment maybe uh, start traveling and working at the same time and studying i'm trying to do that and um so yeah i started two weeks ago and i'm currently in uh, the south of southwest of argentina uh, in the wine region and um, it's for the moment it's been it's been interesting it's not always easy to work and travel at the same time but i think i'm i'm doing a good job of it um and uh yeah so it's been really it's been really interesting and i'm hoping maybe in the future to continue so what i'm the main thing is that i'm i'm trying to work online and travel at the same time so that it's so that i can continue traveling really that's how i'm sorting it out yeah so you're kind of digital nomad? Uh. Well, not exactly, because digital nomad would be like moving to a place and then um, living there for a month and then moving to another place and living there for another month. I'm, for the moment, I'm like backpacking, but I'm eventually I'm hoping, eventually I'm hoping to do uh, digital nomading, but for the moment I'm just backpacking, but yeah. Well, and I'm into can you also uh, throw in some numbers uh, for us in terms of like, hey, you know, we all know South America isn't cheap and um, you know, traveling around wise. What's like sort of the average hostel price you're paying and how do you find those places? What are your sources? Mm -hmm. And yeah, do you, yeah. 
Yeah, question. good question. Um, it's interesting because it really depends on the country you're in. I literally just started and I'm still in Argentina and Argentina is the most expensive country of all the South American ones. It's about the same as Europe, really. Uh, hostel prices are actually pretty cheap. Um, in the last place I was at, I was spending seven pounds a night for a bed for four of four beds in one room um, food is it's okay it's not too bad and then you travel everywhere by bus here so like for 30 pounds you can take a nine hour bus and they're they're pretty comfortable it's not that bad so in terms of um, costs it's about the same as Europe even slightly cheaper um, and that definitely helps but what, what, what I have difficulty adjusting to is, um, you know, cooking in hostels or, or uh, even doing some couch surfing. Yeah, I'm doing a bit of that. And, uh, and um, just, yeah, adapting to having a budget and living, living you know, uh, frugally instead of, you know, as a tourist, which is, you know, doing all the tours and b hiring bikes every five seconds and everything. So, yeah, it's just knowing how to live cheaply really awesome and how's the rest of the plan looking like because you're in argentina at the moment and you got a grand total of three months right how are uh -huh. you sort of like do you plan it out like month per month or is it just go with the flow Oof. and you'll see how much there's left yeah, in the end no. it is very unplanned like uh last week i had no idea where i would be this week and my plan is uh the end of this weekend go to chile uh, and then I'm taking a plane up north to Peru. So it's really planning day by day, literally day by day. Uh, sometimes I have a kind of idea of the direction I want to go in. So like at the moment I'm at the bottom of South America, I want to go up and then back down. But that's pretty much, I've got a rough idea, but the specifics are very, very spontaneous and on the go. It's what other people tell me. People tell me, oh, you have to go here. I'll be like, okay, I'm going there. Or, oh, you'd have to go there. That's what's great also about traveling alone is I can literally go where I want. So it's got a, it's quite flexible. It's quite flexible. Well, awesome. So in terms of research, have you like done like extensive research on South America in the past or is it just literally <laughs> like? No. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, in terms of research, I just, um, uh, if you have to book some things in, in advance, so hopefully in two weeks I'll be going to Machu Picchu, so I have to book that in advance. Um, and then and then I've just looked, I mean, it's really what other people tell me, word of mouth is amazing. You meet people in hostels who have been all around South America or even the world, and they'll be like, oh, you have to go to this place, and it's really close to Lima in Peru, so you have to check it out. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go then. So in terms of research, I rely on what other people have done, not really, that's pretty much it. Or the South Americans also. Awesome. And obviously you being able to speak Spanish, or sorry, was it Portuguese <laughs> or Spanish? No, no, Spanish, Spanish. Makes it a lot um, easier. Well, Aminta, thank you so much for telling us that all. And I think later on we're going to dive a bit more into it um, in terms of, you know, like um, which pages do you use and do you really notice like the crazy cultural differences between Europe mm -hmm. and South America? But um, mm -hmm. from now, uh, I want to jump to Matthias and yeah, mm -hmm. just like go to the, the other end of the aisle in terms of like um, life phase and strategies and things you have to look at because you're still like free wheeling around um, being a backpacker and a student and semi-digital nomad. And but Matthias is already a little bit further in uh, life and uh, the richest one of us all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that, that, and uh, has a really established uh, 
life. So he, he does a lot of business travel from what I'm understanding of him. So I'm really curious, Matthias, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how's an average business trip looking like? Um, how do you make use of the corporate structures um, and get the most out of uh, the policies and the hotels they can give you and nice breakfasts in the morning? Um, yeah, tell us something about it and uh, surprise us. Uh, well, currently I'm I'm in a hotel and I also had breakfast. Uh, but uh, I was thinking about not having breakfast and just eating something in my hotel room to save uh, €4.80 um, and get it on my account later on for not having a breakfast. But today I have chosen to have a breakfast in the hotel. Um, yeah, um, my my week looks like that I'm starting on Monday or Tuesday to at the moment Frankfurt and traveling by train um, there for two nights, two or three nights um, as a customer. And um, yeah, we, we get um, for each day, we get like 24 euros um, as for our expense. And the less you spend of it, the more you can um, get in your own pocket. So I try not to, to spend all, but um, of course, sometimes you also want to have a beer in the evening. And sometimes you also go to a bar instead, to the, uh, instead of the supermarket. So yeah, I'm not that frugal in, in, <laughs> in, in this case. So um, yeah, we can also uh, book the um, trains, flights and hotel by ourselves. So we have some uh, freedom to choose what we, what we want to do and what to use. So the, it's important to know that we cannot book everything, but we have to balance our interests and the interests of the company and also follow the policies uh, which we have in place. Um, one of the, the most important things for consultants is where can you get the best bonus points uh, in which hotel, which train provider and so on. So I'm currently using um uh, using the train and they have a good very good um, reward system and you get points for every train ride and that you can use um to uh, travel uh, also um with your family or at the weekend um for example go to amsterdam and so on uh, without paying anything just by using the bonus points also, if you stay in the hotel, they have also um, great reward systems. They also in the internet you can find the return of invest of each bonus point program. So, one of the best uh, or well-known uh, reward systems is the um, Marriott program and the program of Hyatt. They have like kind of 15% um, return of invest. Uh, that means you get the most nights. So, so for each um, night you stay in the hotel, you get um, percentage of nights you can use uh, for free. So if you, let's say you are um, 20 days um, in, uh, in the hotel for, for a business trip, you can use maybe 1.5 days um, in your spare time. I think that's, <clears throat> that's the wrong number, but uh, I'm not good in mathematics. So um, it's just to understand how it works. And um, also, yeah, any questions? I think so. Yeah, that sounds, um, that sounds very interesting. So you can accumulate like miles and with that you, um, you get to travel even more. That's what it sounds yeah, the, uh, like. Uh, 
right? Exactly, exactly. And I also try to um, to travel along my business trips. For example, if I'm going to Frankfurt, I can also visit friends in Mannheim or uh, it's not far away to Darmstadt, which is a small town in Germany. And I can vis visit friends there. So you can also um, travel along the way. And um, there's also um, the opportunity, if you, for example, use credit cards, you have to book the train and uh, the hotel and so on, you, you could use a credit card for it. And I'm using an MX card, uh, mm -hmm. which is giving you um, also extra points for each time you use it. And um, it's a MX card in combination of payback. And payback is also a oh yeah cashback no it's a, yeah it's a cashback you 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 okay. going to sh you shopping and then after two years you can buy yourself an iPhone or you get get an iPhone for free let's say it like that so using the payback plus the American Express phone payback that's nice gets cool double of the points so that's mm -hmm. you 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 have um, really complex lives and because you have always to think about uh, where you get the most points and so on so that's really also terrible, terrible. Mm -hmm. that's true thinking it's more it's it. a different kind of traveling yeah it's so over um so yeah we see that with matthias we have a different uh, kind of traveling so it's like uh mine is more uh working online and using the money that i earn to travel matthias is more uh earning air miles and points so that then you can travel for practically free and alva you um you did a world trip in 2016 what um what kind of methods did you use to travel? How, where did you go? What were you using? Explain a bit how, how it worked out for you. Cool, awesome. Thank you for asking, Armin. So, and, um, <laughs> yeah, like my world trip is like a little bit of like the in-between version of Matthias, serious stuff. And um, yeah, you know, like uh, the old man and the young dog combined. Um, okay. <laughs> What what animal are you then? A, a cat or? A dog? <laughs> Am I the dog or the old man? <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, my way is a little bit of a combination of Matthias, um, yeah, like the old dog approach and um, um, or sorry, the old man approach and Mintas um, um, uh, student way. Um, in terms of uh, like my world trip, I left on it in 2016, just after graduating uni. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of prepared and researched in the sense that there was a set plan and I really knew where to find all the discounts in terms of credit cards um, and like how to book the cheapest tickets because um, like when I left I had like 6,000 euro left or so um, for this whole trip and I had to pay um, in the end like five months out of traveling in that including a whole bunch of international flights um, and yeah getting that organized without going broke and having an amazing experience can be quite tough. So, nice. Um, Where did you go? So I actually did um, India for a month. Um, funny story, in India they um, declared the entire currency uh, illegal because of black money uh, the moment mm -hmm. I arrived on the 8th of November. And uh, yeah, that completely disrupted the entire economy and forced me and my girlfriend to go for extremely expensive hotels because you oh, couldn't sure. use cash, cash anymore um, in India, uh, which is maybe a really nice example that you can hack the whole world out of traveling, but sometimes you're just forced to deal with certain situations. Um, mm -hmm. 
because in a lot of countries that are outside the Western world, it's just not common to always be able to use credit cards and you have to use cash. And sometimes you have to, I mean, I wouldn't call it bribing, but just, um, you know, play around a little bit with the system, um, pay the fee because um, you're a tourist. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, when he arrived up in um, India with that whole situation, had to deal with that in financial terms, but also in terms of experiencing the country and, new uh, ways and um, afterwards we went over to Nepal um, I'll add nice. all the prices of the flights and I would be sort of spent in periods we were there say in a month in India spent around say a thousand euro um, and it was including a flight from France to New Delhi in India for 150 euro per person um, which is also kind of a funny story because the only reason we found that is because Air France KLM um, and um, the, um, the Belgium, the Dutch, and the uh, French airway uh, um, organizations had a really weird deal where if you took the train from the Netherlands to Brussels, from Brussels to Paris, and then flew from Paris to Delhi, they gave you an enormous discount. Um, nice. So extremely unlogical route, partly planned, and yeah, just a really cheap way to get into Asia. Um, nah, anyway. Uh, we're in India, got India done in a month, and then went to Nepal. Um, spent about two-ish weeks in Nepal. Nepal is not crazy expensive, but um, just in terms of hotels, and it's it's quite an isolated country, and um, you have to stick to uh, certain ways of approaching things. So just like you have to book things in advance on Booking.com and just find yourself a good deal, because if you don't do that, you will end up in Austin. Like, yeah. Were booked out but you know hey if you pay 35 euro you can maybe still get in so mm -hmm. that's kind of you really need to book certain things in advance um, we were there in the high season so that also made it a bit tougher nah. anyway like in that way that's um, a whole host of asian countries in terms of vietnam singapore um, and indonesia uh, moved all around them like that and every country had its differences but generally speaking they all really required planning in advance in terms of booking hostels and flights, but flexibility on the ground, uh, just with, you know, sometimes you take a tuk-tuk somewhere, sometimes you just go randomly for dinner and you don't care about the euro more or less. It's like um, planning the, the framework's tight, but leaving, uh, applying what you do open to like the last minute moments. Um, that was sort of like my strategy around it. And in the end afterwards, mm, I ended up in, yeah, in New Zealand, which is, yeah, quite comparable yeah. to Western countries. And there is just, um, if we're talking about travel hacking, there is not much more you can do besides booking early and just focus on your budget, stick to it and be conscious mm -hmm. about what you do and don't do and just always make this experience between or a comparison. Do I go bungee jumping for 300 pounds or quit or euro or whatever? Um, or do I go on this awesome cruise for 50, which is on a nice deal and gives me an experience which is for me, at least comparable. It's always a personal mm -hmm. question. Uh, yeah, I would sort of like summarize that as my travel uh, philosophy. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool because uh, it's interesting to see how every person, it depends on what you like doing and what you, how you like to travel. Some people like to travel with more luxury. Some people prefer not to. Uh, and also depends where you are. So it's interesting to see three different methods, I think. Don't you? Uh, I, I definitely agree and uh, I hope people can learn something from this in whatever lifestyle you are if you've already done this or not just yeah 
hope it's interesting and um, you guys can learn something from it. So yeah, just um, one, one, one question. Um, you mentioned okay. that you have sometimes you have to pay like fees because you're a tourist or you have forgot um, to read uh, about something. What's the most unexpected uh, fee you had to pay um, while traveling? So like, have you forgot to check in for a Ryanair flight and had to book a new one on the same day as the flight goes? Or what has been um, for you or maybe Araminta, what, what did happen to you where you had to pay a lot during um, traveling? Well, I would say that it was probably, because in South America, they don't really have budget airlines. So there's no Ryanair, there's no... Um, easy jets so you pay high prices or you just you know you don't travel or you just take a bus and it takes ages so that was kind of unexpected that'd be my number one i think <laughs> yeah. what about you alvar oh so i got actually two funny examples uh one is one from my girlfriend um where she was like sort of forced to pay an extra fee to a border guard to get over the border in asia um, and um, yeah, that's just one of those situations where an official is like, hey, you know, I want 20 euro from you, otherwise we're not gonna allow you to pass. And yeah. Oh my God. You can, uh, that's pretty much. Uh, so that would be an Asia example for my girlfriend and for myself personally. Mm -hmm. Also, well, actually together with my girlfriend while I was traveling in New Zealand was um, us buying a camper van, converting it, a really, really old camper van. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. just to go drive around and go traveling with that. That's and so that, cool. Yeah, and that camper van um, breaking down um, and uh, almost costing us uh, like something like 1500 euro. Um, and we actually bought it from a dodgy dealer there, um, which was one of the reasons why the car probably wasn't too good. But yeah, anyway, um, the, the unexpected part about around it was just yeah sometimes you have to go cheap and then there is a big bill in the end that you hadn't expected then that sort of yeah eats up your budget we got away with it luckily uh, without spending too much extra but could yeah that that is just um sometimes happens so yeah i think that's a good uh example on that um we could uh, maybe collect our best um travel hacks um travel hacks you might want to offer our audience um, that they can apply immediately so um, let's ask uh, Alva do you have anything uh, you would suggest um, people to use or people to apply that they can save uh, money or have a better quality of traveling oh definitely um, I think my best tip would be um, how to book flights and prepare the booking um, of one. So practically speaking, how does this work? Um, you go to a page, for example, like Skyscanner and you play around with the search engine and you set it up in such a way that you search uh, for the location you wanna go to within a really wide range of periods, uh, say three, four months. And then you look, then you get a really nice graphical overview of, okay, hey, this is this expensive, this is that expensive. Um, and it gives you a better understanding of when to go and when not to go. All right, let's just assume you'll pick your cheapest moment uh, and you're like, hey, on those and those dates, I want to go. And you'll jump over to the company's page uh, to book the flight. Um, and that's step one. Step number two to get started then is uh, you'll Google around with the company's name and the destination and you type in Google promo code, um, 
flight um, Reykjavik, Iceland. And then you Google around around promo sites to find yourself a discount code. Um, and then the actual booking process uh, starts. So you'll uh, just the standard dates you had found uh, earlier, you'll look for those, find a flight, throw in a promo code. Often you can actually get like a 10, 20% promo code on your flight. It doesn't always work, but let's say one out of third case, uh, one out of three times, you can actually manage it, apply it, get yourself the extra discount, um, avoid all the crazy extra booking fees they try to add on to you. So really carefully read through the whole booking process. Um, get it done, book it, and uh, let's get going. So that would be my best, most efficient tip that can be applied straight away. How about yourself, Matthias? What have you got for us? Um, <clears throat> of course, I, I want to um, also join the Skyscanner uh, tip and also uh, want to add Google Flights, which uh, was, I think, acquired recently by Google. Um, that's also giving you the, the visualizations about the cheapest prices uh, for different dates and uh, times. Um, so really cool. And I think also um, automates the business of travel agents. And, and so you don't, you don't need any travel agents or assistants anymore to, to book your flights because you can just use Google Flights. So really amazing that tool. And also want to add that um, for these bonus programs, you can use a tool, a browser-based software called Award Wallet. And Award Wallets collects all the information from all major bonus programs in one single dashboard. And um, there you can see when which bonus points are expiring because, you know, bonus points are the currency of the modern consultant. <laughs> so you won't, don't want to lose anything. And another thing you can do, of course, with these bonus points, for example, if you are stuck in a terrible situation while traveling, um, for example, me, it was in Sofia in Bulgaria. Uh, we have been in a, in a host hostel and the, it was terrible. And then we just could say, okay, we go to the red is in blue. We know that's a good quality and we just use the bonus points to, to upgrade, to upgrade the messed up situation to, to something better and more convenient. And the last one I would like to mention is know your goal. Uh, don't optimize too much because it uh, costs a lot of time and it's not worth it. And the other thing is know what you're optimizing for. Are you optimizing to go for free to Vietnam or are you optimizing to, um, yeah, to, to buy stuff in the supermarket from, from bonus points, for example. So just know in advance what you're optimizing for. Do you want to fly it? Do you want to get free flights or do you want to travel long distance? And then it's easier to like collect bonus points and find promotional codes in the internet and so on. So Araminta, are you? Um... Yeah, I can, I can offer some uh, three quick tips from uh, my Araminta traveling experience. Um, number one would be when I was living in one place and I wanted to go somewhere for the weekend, I would hop onto Google Flights and put um, explore and it would show me in one second like um, all the places in Europe and all their prices. So I would just click onto the cheapest one and that's where I'd go for the weekend. And then obviously I'd go onto Skyscanner and see if there was any cheaper. That's a really great way if you just want like a weekend trip and I, I love doing that. My number two would be Couchsurfing. I really love that app and I've been using it in South America and Europe everywhere. And you basically, you just sleep at people's place and you get to know them. That's what, that's the part that I like, the part that I like the most is that I really get to know the locals. Obviously you have to be a bit careful and you have to make sure everyone has references, but 
for me, not only do you get to meet or get to know the culture of the place where you're at, but you also, you know, you get to stay there for free. So it helps. And then my number three would be if you're really into traveling and you really want to go hardcore, uh, check out sites like uh, Workaway or HelpX is another one where you basically stay at someone's uh, farm or something or help them build cabins or even hosteling. And you just live there for free in exchange for working for them. And you don't even have to work like on the weekend. You just work five hours a day or something. And it's really cool because you get to, um, you get to experience the, the country and you get to uh, travel. So yeah, those would be my cool. number top three. Thank you for your tips. And we are also interested in the tips of the audience. So please go to our blog entry, which is in, you can find in the show notes and uh, gi uh, give us a comment and if you can see what text you have to offer for us. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening and see you yep. next week. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. We hope you liked it and would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think because it really helps us to improve the show. All the mentioned articles, books and everything in between can be found in the show notes. Also, if you want to learn more about us, you can find us at financial-independence.eu. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.